Hello, this is The Parent Panel, a weekly podcast that invites one mum and one dad to discuss and dissect the events and news impacting the parenting world. I do a massive job keeping them alive. I'm not going to climb up that slide and go down that slide and ruin my pants. Two nights ago, my daughter punched me in the face for a laugh. And then I just, I just, I spent the next half an hour making her feel better about punching me in the face. My wife and I have this great saying with each other, and that is, the days are long, but the years are short. The Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. Our two parents today are Jacinta Tynan, Sky News presenter and author of Mother Zen. She has two boys. They are eight and nine, unless they've had some birthdays in between. Hello, Jacinta. How old are you now? Ten now. I have a ten-year-old. Eight and ten. Okay, good. Now I'm glad I'm on top of that. An actor, Ryan Johnson, father of one little girl aged five. five. (laughs) Welcome, you don't Thank come you. alone today, do you, No, Ryan? today I come with my um, manager. Her name is Alia. She's five years old and she's also my daughter, but she's <laughs> she's doing wonderful things with my career. It's going she's, well. She's also enjoying a spot of uh, hey, Dougie. hey Dougie. Hey Dougie. Oh, and a, I love Hey Dougie. Yes. Fortunately, no one here has a nut allergy because she's eating a peanut butter sandwich as well. I've got to say, you did you did mention that be, mm. you'd be using the iPad and mm. I was very much looking forward to shaming you about that. Yeah. But I can't go for it because it's ABC for kids. Oh yeah, if they're watching some inappropriate yeah. YouTube channel, which no. is what my children do. Mm. Yes, you hey, can Dougie. go for me on that one. Can I? Like. Yeah. But your children, you don't have them here. We can't. They're at a swimming carnival. I have and well. doing out. very well at the swimming carnival. First place teams. ribbons. I'm not going to tell you how many were in the race. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what. Not what matters. <laughs> That's brilliant. Okay. Well, today we're talking about first time nostalgia, adult gap years, and. The worst Christmas gifts you can give a kid according to their parents. But first up, we're going to be talking about a serious topic, the fires that are burning around the country. The last few weeks have ensured that most people around Australia are either aware of or directly affected by the fires raging around the country. In many urban areas previously untouched by fires, there have been many Armageddon-style scenes from the smoke haze. And, of course, children react to this sort of stuff differently. So do communities. Jacinta, have you had much smoke fire around where you are in the urban areas of Sydney? And have you – I've seen a few comments on our WhatsApp parenting groups with parents worried about keeping kids inside, etc. What have you seen with your community? How are they feeling about the smoke Everyone in, in New South Wales and Queensland are affected. And in Sydney, we're obviously affected as well. We have this thing every morning when I drive the boys to school. We happen to pass a view of water. And every morning I say, what colours the water today? It's, it's a way, I've done this for years, it's a way of keeping them present. The water changes every day. Now we can't see the water. And, you know, rugby's been cancelled and summer soccer's been cancelled on occasion. And so we're all affected. But I have no tolerance for people in the city complaining about it. I'm not worried about them inhaling the smoke. I know people are getting freaked out about that and everyone's wearing masks around the city. I really just go, oh, come on. But I, it's, I think that the, on, a, on a kind of big, if I get spiritual about it, I think the reason this is happening on a, on a bigger scale for us, for the people in the city to be affected like this is for us to all wake up and to see what's going on. For once, it's affecting us in the city. Usually we're immune from what goes on out in the bush. This is a huge problem in our country. I do believe it's linked to climate change and it's going to force us all to step up and face what's going on. But I have no tolerance for for city people going, oh, the smoke, I can't bear it. It's so terrible. Okay, it's nothing compared Mm. to what your brothers and sisters are dealing with 
in the bush, many of them losing their homes, many of them having their lives threatened, firefighters working 19 hours a day. So we need to put our attention there and not worry at all. We can deal with losing our view for a few days. And it's interesting you say that because I interviewed a a lady this morning. Her name's Lily Isabella. And I'd been speaking to her about um, sex education for the under sixes. Very different topic. Where's this segue going? Um, She lives in Billingen. So she's in uh, the northern coast of New South Wales and she is surrounded by fires and her husband is a fiery. It's also a hot topic. (gasps) Too soon? Too soon. (laughs) We just bring Ryan in for this. Inappropriate comments. Well, there's smoke, there's fire, kids. Just know that. <laughs> okay, I'm over here being all virtuous. Yeah, keep being virtuous. We need in the someone. Comic. <laughs> well, I mean, it was just interesting to talk to her because um, we, I think, what we've been saying anyway in the office when it's been smoky and and pretty disgusting, it's like, God, if it's like this here in the city areas, what's it like in the country? Yeah. Um, Ryan, have you? Has it affected? Alia at all? We could ask her, but well, she's watching. Hey, Dougie. Yeah. It. It. Look to a degree. I was really surprised because I think climate change is... Be- no, I'm kidding. I'm ugly. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I, trying, you've I was seen trying a to hole. stir you guys up. You've seen a uh, hole. No, You're trying to dig it, it deeper. It drives me crazy when people say, okay, the science isn't there. It's all like our prime minister. No, I, <laughs> I, I have had the last week of looking out the window and seeing the red sun. I think Jacinda Reigns is a really good point that it, you know, it, it's just a wake-up call for everyone living in the urban bubble. But I, yesterday said to Alia, look, there's a thing on the in the city. It's a rally. Remember you went to a rally with grandma and grandpa last time? And then she started she started informing me on the importance of you know, environmental conservation, on how we need to protect our planet for the future. This is a, this is a five year old girl and these are the things that are on their mind. And I have a friend who was talking about her twelve year old boy having climate anxiety, which is a thing now. And so we do need to have the conversation. We do need to advocate for change. And we do need to make something happen because it just feels like nothing is getting done. And that's kind of interesting in itself. I think it's the frustration that many in the office and the, when the adults are talking about it, yeah. it's like, how do we change this? How do we get the governments to actually listen to us? Because most people are on board with the reality of climate change. It's our politicians that haven't done anything. And it's like they're trying to beat us into submission and that after a while it's just normal. And after a while it's like, oh, it's summer. Here come here come the good old grey skies and red suns. Mm. Love summer. I remember when I was a kid, we'd just play cricket under that red sun. Like, that can't be normal. It can't be normalised. It's terrifying. Did you guys end up going to the rally? Yeah, there was we did. One in town. We did. We went for... We, we got down there at five and, and tried to populate as best we could, Alia and I, and we made a little sign. And then we did half an hour of speeches, and then she said to me, this is boring, which is... <laughs> Which is fair enough, but I want to normalise, you know, activism for her. Yeah, give her agency. And I wanted to know that she lives in a country where she has a right to. Yeah. Yeah, I actually said to my boys this morning, in the car on the way to the swimming carnival, we were talking about the bushfires and I said to them, your generation is going to be able to make a difference because Mm. they're they're not like us. They're going to be brought up exactly with this, having a social conscience. I do admire kids like Greta Thunberg. Oh, I love her. And yeah. I know she has her detractors, but I talked to them about her as well and said, look at that. There's a young kid making a difference and you can do that too. And in fact, Definitely. they have to do that. Yeah, exactly. We're relying on you, kids. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I promise that's the only serious topic for the day. Next, we're going to be talking about first home nostalgia. 
And just a fun little trivia note for you, the Brady Bunch only used exterior shots of the house. The rest of the show was filmed on a sound stage. What? So the rooms aren't the same? Yeah, so I don't get the orange kitchen? So basically that's some American TV anchors losing their mind. Because they recently sold it, didn't they? Yes, yeah. they did, and it was very expensive. But basically they didn't realize that it was shot in a studio and just was so disappointed that that home wasn't as it was What about Ramsey Street? Surely the houses all look the same on the inside. Well, you mean you haven't been on Ramsey Street? No, never invited. Not yet? No. Really? It'll happen. I've been to Summer Bay, but I've never oh. been to Erinsborough, which is also an anagram <laughs> of, of neighbors. Did you know that? Erinsborough. Oh, of course. Yeah. I never knew that. The things Fun you fact. learn. Well, with a manager like this, you'll yeah, definitely be <laughs> like mm-hmm. heading to Ramsey Street. <laughs> okay. Back to topic. Thank yep. you. Uh, so our first homes, even the ones that we've seen on TV, hold a very special place in our heart. And this week, Jemima Clegg wrote about her childhood home in the Herald, talking about how she's drawn back to it. Um, she basically quoted some academics who are looking at the built environment and how it shapes our memory and why certain memories stick. And I grew up in a place called Borkham Hills, which is in the western suburbs of Sydney, and I distinctly remember our first home. I remember Dad's bar in the lounge room. How cool is that? He had a Fantastic. bar. And he we had that kind of um, wallpaper that had little fleur-de-lis on it that were furry, like oh, velvet. Yes. That right? Furry walls. So great. Wow, I remember. You were posh. We were so posh. Uh, I remember when there were thunderstorms, we had these orange curtains, like very 70 orange curtains. Yeah, some and orange ones too. Massive windows. And we'd leave the windows open and the curtains would blow out and we'd run around like crazy things. Like I have such fond memories of that home. Um, fast forward to now and we live in a pretty pokey apartment in Rose Bay and we've been talking about maybe moving somewhere bigger and my daughter is, she just cannot bear the thought of leaving this apartment, this pokey little red brick apartment that is just so, it looks like a bomb's hit it, but she loves it and it makes me think, I wonder what memories they're forming. I mean, Ryan, do you have any special memories of your first childhood I home? do, actually. I mean, the very first place I lived in, I was there till I was about two, but the house that I, from about two to seven, was in Sandringham in Melbourne. And there was a beautiful wooden fence out the front with a letterbox. And my brother used to, and I used to sit up on the letterbox on this sort of spiky wooden fence and we'd pick the uh, gum nuts off the tree and throw them at passing cars. <laughs> That was a fun one. We knew everyone in the street. The, the girl, like the teenage girl across the road, would babysit us. I think she she taught us how to smoke in the fireplace, and then um, we could walk to school. And on the way down to school, there was an acorn patch. And I remember we used to love going down to the acorn patch and just chucking acorns around uh, until one day my brother caught me trying to put acorns in dog poo. <laughs> And uh, he, that that sort of that that, that how are you blessed with a girl? Like seriously, your karma should have given you a son, don't you think, Jacinta? I bet you they, never did. Well, did you do stuff like that when you were growing up? There's a view that you get the opposite of what you need uh, to, really? get to balance it out. <laughs> so, yang. That's why I've ended up with two boys. You see, because I'm uh-huh. incredibly girly. What about your childhood home? Do you have memories? the place. Oh, I love that article. And as a writer, you always read those things and think, why didn't I think of that? Because I de- it took me back. And I definitely have that nostalgia. We grew up in Yowie Bay in the Sutherland Shire, the Shire, as it's known. I'm one of six kids. So every time there was another kid, we'd have an extension. So our house was there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think when my parents bought it, it might have been a one of those normal little bungalows one story. And then it became up and then out again, then out again. And, and then we had a menagerie of pets there were guinea pigs and we had a bird savory yes 
We had a bird. <laughs> budgies. Oh, there were finches and budgies and everything in there. And wow. then we, what else did we have? We had rabbits, of course, at some stage, golden retriever dogs. Did anyone have Cocker a terrier? Spaniels? We had a terrier Cats. that were very popular in the 80s. We had an Irish setter called Judd. Judd. Yes, our dog's name was Scruffy. Scruffy. So original. It's so original. We, we called our dog, we, we had Jessica, and every time Jessica died, we got another golden retriever and called Call her Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> so I'd have to check, but I think there might have been three Jessicas. <laughs> were there even Jessica like one, Jessica two? Yeah, just Jessica. Just like swap it in, just swap it in. And but we also, my mother took to breeding cats at one stage, oh, Siamese no. cats, and there were always so many of them that it was just, I was telling someone the other day, it was part of the course that in the morning before school, you'd have to go and check the tires. You'd run your hand along the tires to check they were none sleeping there. But if we were running late and we forgot, oh my God. then there were dead cats on the driveway and <gasps> dead cats in the dryer. And you know, wow. oh my you just, it was part cats of Cats in the dryer. We got How cats in the dryer. Oh. They got in and oh. oh. But mean, it, it teaches like you, you about cats. life and death. <laughs> Always you the positive glass half full, Jacinta. This is kind of a I horror know, the, story. And it's that, uh, that classic story of on busy days where cats die. <laughs> we, you know, you forget to check and another one dies. <laughs> and you just grow up in, being very comfortable with the cycle of life. Mm. What? What? This is so typical, though, to talk about this, the, the quintessential Aussie childhood, but we had that. It was like mm. go out on the street, come back at sundown. There mm. was this section of grass down the end of the road. And we used to call it the long grass. We just play in the long grass for hours. Oh wow! And I, I, I know was... what you mean. Yeah, I, I, like I remember having a childhood like that too. Growing up in Queensland, I think about how we just roam. Like we could just go and do stuff. God, you've been everywhere. Bikes. Didn't you just say you were in Melbourne? Oh, I got a bit yes. confused there too. I, I was, till I was seven, and then yeah. from seven to seventeen, I lived on the Gold Coast. Aha! Uh-huh. So we, we'd go out in the ocean at like ten and be surfing for hours, and 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 we'd go rollerblading. And we'd go oh, bike riding and age. skateboarding, and <laughs> but like, but I think about inner city Sydney childhood, yes. and and it's it's a lot different. It's like, very different. Isn't stay it? where I can see you, and and the, on that two by two meter square of cement that we have. <laughs> I though I'm quite conscious of wanting to, and I, I don't know where this came from, this consciousness, but I've wanted to embed memories for my kids, and we actually, being a separated family, we left the family home the yep. boys and I, a few years ago. And I knew that was coming up. I knew I was about to go. And so I consciously would try and embed these memories. Because I thought I want, we were going to leave a home to a much smaller place and I wanted them to have those memories. So I used to take them on the trampoline and we'd lie on the trampoline looking up at the clouds and I'd find shapes in the clouds and we'd play these special games on the trampoline. And I literally at the time was thinking, I want you to remember this. This is your childhood Beautiful. happening in front of us. And there was a little bush track. We used to walk down to get down to the beach and they have Banksia men on the – I can't see I'm calling them Banksia men. They have Banksia <laughs> trees. And I used to stop and say, morning, Mr. Banksia man. And they're all those things that I thought, I want this to stick. I recently rented a place around the corner from our family home. And the first thing I saw was a two-port garage that was the length of two cars at the back of this place. And immediately in my head I thought, I'm going to put um, AstroTurf all over this and I'm going to have a play area slash tiki bar. And that's so it's like I've hit 40 slash tiki bar. I'm single. What's a tiki bar? And it's, um, you it's, have like a, it's like it's like a sort of Hawaiian themed. I thought it was sh- Maori. Oh, now, now I sound racially inappropriate. Well, you Maori, or I, one like of us. Islander is. vibe bar. Just lots, think lots of wooden kitsch stuff. Kitsch. Um, and a bit of- heaps of fake palm trees. Yes. And astro turf. And those and carved drink. 
Yes, holders. yes, and 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 carved kind of coconut style art. We'll show you a photo later. I'll show you some oh, pictures no, I'm, of I'm my here. I'm with you. I can see it. I'm right <laughs> but, there. But it has been at Ryan's house. So yes, so now Alia and I hang out the back all the time. We have essentially a backyard, and then it rolls up into the back lane. So over Christmas, we can play cricket and stuff in the back lane. That is so and coming sorry, to your place. Sorry, have you done the astroturf? I've, or this I've is done the dream? it all. Oh, he's done I've it. Done I thought it all. this was to the vision. I did it all in like I did it all in a week. We Those are the pictures on your Instagram. Yes. Where I thought you were off. I even, I you were even, at home I've even fun. like got neon lights saying Margaritaville. <laughs> um, you work, you work quickly. There's, you there's a kitty waiting pool. There's coits. There's, party so yeah, at come Ryan's over. Come over. Christmas party at mine. Excellent. What's your address? Yeah, did you hear that? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Everyone's put it on Facebook. House. Okay, up next, what would you do if you could take a year off? This week, a domain podcast called Somewhere Else interviewed a woman about taking adult gap year. The concept is that many young things take a year off after high school to find themselves. But when you're older and having lived some life, that you can do some more serious reflecting and soul searching um, if you go away for a year. And I had a friend who took a year off and lived in Florence with her husband and her nine-year-old daughter. And basically what they did was they put their daughter, who spoke no Italian, into primary school. They rented some quaint little home in Florence. And she said she's basically spent her days roaming the streets and eating spaghetti at lunch and drinking red wine. <laughs> Ate her. <laughs> Sorry, it's something in my throat. Sounds amazing. Right, but she she really, she knew it was going to happen, so she'd saved. She's got a full-on job, and she saved for all this time going, we are going to do this, um, which seems incredible. I just don't know how you get back after the come down mm. when you get back from a trip like that. But Jacinta, if, you know, let's fantasize here. If you're going to take a year off your adult gap year, where would you go? Well, I don't want to go anywhere without my kids. Yeah. I know you're talking about your, no, no, no. your friend had her child. Yet. Yeah, yeah. Because I do With know. without kids. It's a fantasy. Okay, good. Just want to clarify that. Because that idea of, I want to go off to New York and find myself. No, I don't actually. I Be a bit to, weird. I want to be with the kids. A lot of yeah. walking. A lot of, a lot walk. of walking. <laughs> New York. Oh, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. Then I'm not going. I would love to take, it's a fantasy. Because again, to bring it in every time, but it does affect everything. Being a co-parent, you can't do that. You can't, you can't just, just take leave. off. Because no. They have a right to be around their dad and he has a right to see them. So that rules that out. But Fantasyland, I would love to take my children to green school in Bali. So ah. green school is this sustainability school and all the walls are made of well, – it's actually it's wallless. The, the school yeah, um, classrooms are made of bamboo. So how do they, they put all, the roof up if there's no walls? <laughs> there's there's no roof. Holes. I've been ah. there. There's just – you Google it's like it. a tent. Have a yeah. look online, greenschool.com. And I went there last school holidays to green camp. So I was able to kind of sample it. So I just did a three-day camp there on the grounds. But I got to see what the school was like. And I would so love to be able to take my kids there and live in Ubud. Oh, and, wow. And go there for a, even a term. You could teach meditation there. I'd, you could start a mother's end school. To, am I up to teaching meditation? I think of course I'm you a recipient are. at the moment. Learning, learning. So having so th- I guess that's a good example though because not the meditation but the green school because I have come to accept that I can't do those long trips so you just have to sample it and do bits so going to green camp was like a taste of what it would be like so we'll just yeah. do those we'll do what I want to do in small scales mm-hmm. 
Well, fantasy land, Ryan, what would you do for a gap year? Gosh, I mean, I, I have had essentially a gap year before in that I didn't work for a year. No, no. I just didn't book a job. You people, come but on, that was fantasy. Not fun. But no, I mean, fun. I do Manager like the doing. idea of just waltzing around Europe and getting fat. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> like, Ali is young enough to learn a different language, um, and I could you know, just enjoy art and culture and museums and look at, um, I mean, you get sick of the churches, but they are nice. But after a while, it's like, I can't do another cathedral. I've done Europe. Then you go Uh, to castles. Yeah. I'd just explore the pastor and the paella. When, uh, I, when I was travelling in my 20s, we used to say AFC, another cathedral. Yes. <laughs> well, my, my friend and I, when we first went, we were like 20. And as long as we did one activity a day, then we could go to the bar. So it was like, <laughs> we saw a cathedral. We saw some art. Let's go get drunk. I'm so selfish. I reckon my gap year, I know what it would be. It would be... <laughs> It's probably again. Why do I share this stuff on the podcast? We bring it. Can out I change of you? it? Why Can are I you in your it? underpants? I, I, <laughs> no one knows. It's weird, it but it's fine. <laughs> I would go and do a year of um, research, like historical research, in somewhere like the Cotswolds, and oh I would God, write a historical. A just died. I would you're write such a nerd. A historical fiction, and my children would go to some quaint little village That's school. That's pretty cute. That's actually like and, that. Uh, because it's a I can fantasy, see a I would need to with, walk... like waves banging against it in an old. <laughs> and I'd be walking along <laughs> with a cloak lighthouse. behind yeah, me yes, or something. Yes, I could dress. No, that's too far. No locals would talk to you. <laughs> They'd be like, like, "I'm here it? for research." They're like, Who's "Why?" This Australian woman. <laughs> so at one point, I was thinking, "Okay, I'll write a historical novel about someone who's Australian," because you know, there's not enough of those. And that, but this is a fantasy, and I, yeah. I love. English history, so mm. I'd just go back and do that. There's for no a year. reason you couldn't do that, actually. You, you guys had way worthier fantasies like... than I did. Mine was like getting fat and drinking wine, and yours is yeah, but yours at least... is green. Yours is historical. Mine's a mine's a little bit self-involved. <laughs> I'd also mine, like to live honest. in a ski resort, which I used to do before oh, yeah. I had kids. I'd love to do that with them and yeah. turn them into gun skiers and just let them experience the whole season there. Actually, but that'd be good. Again, then that's not going to They've happen. got an activity all day, mm. and they're tired at night. <laughs> So you've got, you kill two birds. You don't have to talk to them all day, <laughs> but you're doing something positive And then at night they enjoying. fall asleep. I like oh, that more. I perfect. Like that. You can take you that can, as your family. Yes. We can see like. where your priorities are at the moment. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ryan. Oh, come on. Everyone likes getting their kids tired. And if you say you That's don't, true. you're lying. No, no. Every time we go swimming, the best thing though that I've discovered is like when I, my husband, bless his soul, has a real... <laughs> can be a pro, can be a con. It's very childlike in nature at times, but he loves being in the pool with them and playing games with them, which I'm happy to jump in, cool off, get out. And then I just watch him swimming with the kids and we're both going, they're going to be so tired. So good. Keep going. Play blind. What is it? Marco Polo. He's great. He's so present, isn't he? Uh, Yesterday we had swimming lessons and then we went into the protest and like between those two things, I was like, yes. And? She's going to be tired. Did she? Um, Well, it it kind of pushed dinner back and then we we ate at eight, Um, but she did go down fast. Summer's all right. You're allowed to eat late in summer. Everything should be pushed out. Didn't like what I made, but you know, at least, you know, she went to sleep quick. Yeah, glass half full. Come on, mm. Ryan, we're with Jacinta now. Glass half full person. I made you exactly the same dinner her. I often make, which is Yeah, pasta. you are a glass half full person. But it was the wrong colour. I'm so... F- I'm, I'm, um, I'm very flattered you see me that way. I don't see myself You are completely tr- a glass no, it's half an full. Attempt. It's always an attempt. Well, How much longer does well? this interview go for? This is really boring. <laughs> Sorry, trying- I'm being glass half empty. 
I thought you were being a five-year-old because that's what my son has started saying. Every five minutes he comes up, he goes, I'm bored. That's what Alia keeps saying to me. I'm bored. I'm like, it's good for you to be bored. I know. And I'm not helping you. Then I get like entertainment pressure. Oh, dude, just say it's good for your imagination to be bored. I say I'm not your cruise captain. Oh, she calls me a butler. (laughs) (laughs) My son, while we're on a rant about our children, um, he was in the... I mean, does anyone like them? (laughs) Let's be honest, Ryan. It's Christmas time already. Let's light them on Christmas Day. Um, he would sit in, I was having a shower, right? And he's like, I could hear him going, Mom, Mom. And it's got louder and louder. Mom, Mom. And I'm like, I'm not even going to answer. He can hear the shower. His sister's next to him. No one else is in the shower but me. And he comes in, finally, stamps his little feet in, and he goes, Mom. I was calling you and you didn't come. And I like poke my head around, dripping wet. Yeah. I'm in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you weren't in the shower and I called you and you didn't come. And I was like, how yeah. many times? Yeah. If you need me, you come and find me. Yep. You can have eight, you can have eight pots burning in the kitchen and the, the laundry to hang out and, you know, 15 shopping bags in your hand for some reason. You're the same sounding time. like a single dad and right they'll, now. <laughs> they'll still say, dad, look at this. Dad, dad, or, dad, or, dad. Yeah. Or it's like, and it's always something really small. Like yeah. he'll be... I can't even remember what it was this morning, but it might have been something like, I need to open this box in my advent calendar. It's okay. made for children. I'm going to get Mother Zen on you both here for a yes, minute. Yes, go on, please. There's going to be a time. The there's going to be a time when we'll we're going to it. wish they would ask for us. Don't worry, I'm with you. I'm like, I've told you five times. <laughs> but I try to remind myself. One day. Well, well, one day they're not going to want us one anymore. One day they'll be saying, and we'll be saying, Dad. we'll be saying, excuse me, could you talk to me? Can you please come out of your room? Can you please come yeah. home at a reasonable hour? Yeah, you're right. I, right. I, so I let's was, snap back into it. Going well, out. yeah, but snap. just one more. Oh, one more. Yeah, go on. Out, go on. Come on. Out, that's why we're here. Hanging out some clothes today, right? Yeah. All I could hear was, and I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, if you, if you don't come over here and tell me, I can't hear you. And she went, why do I never get to eat frozen berries? <laughs> wow, that's so random. And did, did you, you say, give her some frozen berries? No, I was like, I just went, I just said, oh, okay. And then I kept doing my thing because I thought if I succumb to this, it will never end. Thing, yeah. Become a thing. But frozen berries are very easy to get. They are. Well, I have some. I just, <laughs> I was busy. That's so random. I don't think I've ever given my frozen berries. <laughs> Our final topic up next, the worst Christmas present you can give a kid according to their parents. A good guy! I know it! I know you get me one! Show me how he works, okay? Hi, I'm Andy! What's your name? Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho <laughs> <laughs> something, isn't he? Yes, he is. Chucky was something. He's not a present you would want to give. Mind you, in the movie, the mother gives the child Chucky. No parent is going to choose a present that they can't stand. In the News Limited Press this week, writer Kerry Parnell listed the worst Christmas presents for kids according to according to parents. Now, in that list, there were beads, paint, toy weapons, slime, singing toys, oversized teddy bears, and recorders. Um, I feel like she's covered them all, but I'm curious. Ryan, what do you think is the worst gift someone else can give your kid? I I like all of those ideas. Like the slime thing is really annoying because where do you play with it? If Mm. it's outside, it's just going to get dirt in it. If it's inside, 
you're, you're laying out serious plastic to play on top of it. They don't want to play on plastic in a corner. They want to roam around the house Put pretending it in it's like, you know. Mm. Um, and the giant teddy bear thing I've had. My dad um, goes over the top with presents and we've had, he, he gave us a teddy bear, like this hip height teddy bear. And, and every and time. all they do is take up space. Yeah, all they do is take up space and the, the kid's scared of it. They can't play with it anyway. It's too big. There's, there's nothing you can do with it. No. Um, they might than, get a hole in it and all their yeah. cheap stuffing comes like, out If everywhere. you're a millionaire living in a mansion and you want to set up some sort of fancy nursery, go ahead with your big teddy bear. But if yeah. you're like... If you're Tom Hanks in big. Exactly. But if you're crammed into a smaller sized urban dwelling, like most the of most us. of us, yes. um, except for everyone listening everywhere else in the country, <laughs> um, those things are annoying. Yeah, I think they're annoying anyway. Mm. Jacinta, do you have a worst present? All the all of the above. All of the above, yeah. Actually, you know, you need methylated spirits to get that slime out because we got some in the carpet two Christmases ago, bright red, and it's still there. So please, no slime. And the big animals, the yes. stuffed animal things. Mm. For some reason, my boys are still obsessed, even at my oldest has turned 10, and there's no room for him to sleep. He gets into bed at night, and there's I can't see him. Because of all the toys? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Such oh, a waste I, I was a bit of money. Like one. It was one or two special ones. But i tell you what I don't like, which is going to sound really bad for a particularly a boy mum, because I oh, know I'm not meant to be gender-specific here, but they love remote-control cars. But what happens is you get these remote-control cars, the batteries die mm-hmm. within minutes. I reckon, I'm not exaggerating, we would have 20 of them at home, and they just and then you lose the they remote ask for controls. another one and yeah oh, I try not to but the batteries go flat and then you need six batteries just to control the remote control part and another <laughs> six for the car yes. and so that costs a fortune and then you can't remember which ones are flat and which ones aren't flat so then this Christmas they've all asked for more remote control cars and oh. I I'm like I, you can't have any more because they just sit there we've got a you know how you see car um, scrapyards mm-hmm. around yeah. it that's looks what looks like, like that. that. It's like where they upside take down, and the bad. bottom of the batteries, yep. go, the battery cap covers gone. They're hanging there, dead, piled up, and they want more. <laughs> mm. Look, on the on the flip side to that, I last year I remember at Christmas time I tweeted the hardest fu- the hardest part about Christmas is fitting everything in the fridge. Like because I had this massive fish, and then I had all the vegetables, and then I had like a seafood platter and blah blah blah, and then someone tweeted back. Um, it's harder when you can't fit anything in the fridge because you don't have anything to put in the fridge. And I was like, okay, that gave me a bit of perspective. So Slap down yes. on Twitter. <laughs> so, you know, if we can afford big teddies and, and yeah. cars, we sh- that's a little, that's something to be grateful for. Okay, thank you for the... Oh, gosh, bringing it down. Bringing it down a peg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I will because I can always do that. Okay. My pet hate is when it's... <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. Is when someone gifts your child something that's a little bit above their age range and it's a craft or it's something they have to build. And you've got to do it. And you've got to do it or you do. So one year, um, Arlo had a, it wasn't Lego, but it was a kind of, it was a construction type thing. You had to put it together, but it was all plastic bits and plastic nuts and bolts. And um, his father tried to do it without looking at the instruction. And so because Arlo has me under his thumb because dad's his favorite and anything he asks me for, I'm like, of course, darling, I can do it. Mm. So daddy failed because he didn't read the instructions. I'm like, not only am I going to be the favorite parent, I'm going to prove to Daniel that I'm clever too. So I get down there with him and I'm following the instructions and it's, it's taking time mm. because it's plastic nuts and bolts and they don't mm. go tight. And I'm thinking, I've got it nailed, mm-hmm. right? Took me, <laughs> took me mm. about half an hour and then at the very last bit... It all 
fell apart. Oh. And I was so close to tears. It's like a house of cards. Even um, for out the back at mine, I got Alia and her friends little mini mortar guns. I thought that'll be fun. They can yeah. run around squirting. Okay, two things. All they do is squirt you, <laughs> and then every four seconds it needs to be refilled. You just get a bucket bigger of water. Ones. Get the bigger ones. Oh, get a bigger one, and then I'll get, get one. yeah, get a. <laughs> that's a good tip. Get a bucket of water. They yeah, just do it a, themselves. That's a good. Idea. And I just also, came up with that then. Also, I hate it. Like people always get Alia twelve milligram cigarettes, and I'm like, she, she smokes eight, <laughs> and it's I don't want her smoking the strong ones. <laughs> You're lucky she's got headphones on right now. She loves You're getting away with so much. <laughs> <laughs> she has been so good. She we has haven't heard good. her at all. Well, that's because she's got an iPad <laughs> with headphones in. Can we make this clear for our listeners? It's got ex- nothing to do with Ryan's It's an Ryan's absolute miracle. We haven't heard a peep out of her. I don't I know how Ryan does it. If she's you're good, such we can go to the beach. And so, so you're think, such a good dad, Ryan. How do thanks. you do it? <laughs> I know. She's just been listening in and giggling the whole time, but quietly. <laughs> Well, that was our well, last Instagram topic. Instagram a photo of that later. Is everyone is everyone around for Christmas? What are you guys doing? You gonna? Yeah, I'm coming over. <laughs> no, no, we're coming over to your place. Oh, that's right. We're coming to the. Do we have to bring anything? Bar. No, no, no. Um, Prawn so cocktails. More, Ooh, uh, yes. 70s things. Yeah, we'll right? do like oh, avocado prawn things. Um, actually, I've gone plant based, so I'll do a tofu thing. <laughs> <laughs> French, I'm really hit for French onion dip. Yeah. Okay. With Jad's crackers. Well, now we've decided what we're doing for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you have a lovely I'll be doing year. margaritas for you guys. Margaritas. Mm-hmm. At Margaritaville. <laughs> he does not know and what country the, this, this the waiting, thing is. The waiting pool will be out. No, he does The cricket will be on. Oh, you can, if you want, you can bring a, like, we can have like a Foster's or something, but <laughs> VB. It has to be VB. Well, uh, Merry Christmas oh, to you all. Oh, wait, I want to so, share one more thing. Oh, please do. La- this time last year, we did the last parent panel for the year, and you said to me... You're not the last this year. Oh. I've got oh, one more next oh. week. I'm leaving. No, you said to me... <laughs> yes. What is your, your, your New Year's resolution? Ah. Oh, and God, I said, ask us that. I'm going to quit beer for 2019. And? So, New Year's Eve last year, yeah. I had my last beer. I haven't had a beer all year. Ah, high five. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've nice. been drinking Look vodka how well that went. Everything else, but, yeah, but like... That worked well for you? Yeah, it did. You look live. Thanks. I feel great. Right? All right. Well, have a lovely break. We'll see you at your place, Ryan. See ya. See everyone. Thank you, Siobhan. See ya. You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a babyology podcast, hosted and produced by me, Siobhan Hunt. For more information on the show or to check out other episodes with equally funny and insightful guests, you can find all you need at our website, babyology.com.au forward slash parent panel.